Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Low Tallest, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, 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 hey! How y'all feeling? Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands this year that matter with Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. Hey guys, it's Barry. It is June 11th and sadly I'm recording this in my kitchen. Um, Sad because it's June 11th and right now it's uh, 10 till 2. So typically uh, in about 10 minutes I would be actually on the farm getting ready to do the media tour of the happiest place on earth. Um, wait, that not that something else? Um, yeah, typically I would be at, uh, in Manchester on the farm, uh, with several of the Camp Nut Butter folks. Uh, but as you know, we're not there. And so we did this podcast today, uh, kind of talking about the fact that we're not there. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, but as always, and uh, you know, if that's the unfortunate thing that I'm here in my kitchen, the fortunate thing is that we have uh, 48 of you people, Patreons, amazing, amazing that you guys have stuck with us, amazing that you signed on. You, I don't need to tell you what uh, this week means. Um, where this, that's why we're here, right? Bonnaroo, we love it, all of us. So. Wanted to say thank you, um, as we want to do every time we do an episode, by reading out the names. And if if you guys, if I just have your first name or initials, uh, that's the way it came. If you want to share your full name, please do. We love to shout out and talk to you guys. And uh, I just, we can't thank you enough. So we really do appreciate it. So here we go. Thanks to Aaron Carlson. Bill, David Grimes, Frank Swanson, Liesl Condor, Phil Hanley, Timothy Proctor, Chloe Hannon, Dan Sweeney, Dustin Gehrig, Haley, Mary T, Melody, and Jesse Feldman. Hope you guys are doing well. Selling lots of records. Mitchell Stafford, Musical Antlers, one of my favorite names. Parker Reed. Hey, Parker. Good talking to you. Skyler, Tori, Chelsea Davis, Evan Brown, Gordon Silver, Jason Hazelbaker, Joshua Herndon, Lauren Edholm, Linda Doles, Lucy Young, Nick Yeatman, Ross McNamara, Ryan Mathewson, Sean McCarthy, Tyrone Basket, William Richards, Clay Wilhoyt, Andrew McBride, Catherine Riccio, David Solano, Jacob Marty, Justin Nigro, Meredith Rittman, 
Brooke Tussie, Daniel and Charlotte Horton. Guys got a big weekend plan down there at the Rubus. Love those guys. Dan David Henson. I'm going to do that every week, I'm sure. Ella, Phil Nye, Sean McCain, and some new Patreons, Benjamin Wells, Karen Sheets, Stephanie Romero, and DK. As I said, thank you guys so much. Wish we were all um, down there high-fiving and uh, just having a great time, but uh, it'll happen soon enough and we'll be back together. But thank you for your support. Thanks for listening to the What Podcast on behalf of uh, Taco and Brad and myself. So have a great weekend. We'll have another episode this weekend featuring Emmy Sunshine and some a project that she was involved with. So we've got some cool stuff planned and can't wait to, uh, I don't know, get back to normal if such a thing can even happen. Thanks, guys. Strange, strange, strange times indeed. Um, a lot to uh, a lot to get to, a lot to talk about uh, right off the top. Uh, this is a time for uh, guys like these three white guys to shut up and listen and to hear what's on the mind of so many and that are uh, angry, broken, um, fighting back and want, some sort of action. And I think it's time right now for especially big brands with big voices to speak up and not be silent because silence is deadly right now. Barry Corder, Brad Steiner on the What Podcast with uh, Lord Taco alongside. This is about the time that we would be driving to Manchester <laughs> and uh, setting up camp. So... What you doing? <laughs> yeah, when you say about the time, I mean, you're like within two minutes of about the time. So it's right on it. Uh, noon Eastern is about when we would be caravanning up yeah. uh, I-24 towards Manchester for the two o'clock uh, press conference up there. So this um, is the this is the thing that bums me out is you know Bonnaroo's great and I and I love it and the weekend is terrific but this is my favorite day of Bonnaroo is the day yeah. that we leave and the drive uh, is literally the best hour and a half of my year is getting to the top of Mont Eagle and then driving down the back roads and seeing sort of you know the view on the top of Mont Eagle as you come down into you know. The valley there, which you know, you roll up into to Manchester, and that for some reason that's when my life lets go, right? That's when it, worries, stress, everything disappear. It's Alice in Wonderland going from black and white to color. It's yeah, it's the weirdest. <laughs> Wait, that's, yeah, that's the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I think my, what did I say, Alice. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Boy, yeah, Wizard of Oz. Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's it is the most extraordinary. Um, yeah, because there's that hurry, and especially mm -hmm. we've talked about Brian Stone's in our group. Brian's worse than me. I I'm not relaxed until our we're we're parked. You know, because I always am Anthony anticipating. Lico. Yeah, I'm always anticipating some hassle. And we've never had. I mean, if we do, it gets fixed in two minutes. It's never a big deal, but it's just yeah, my nature. I mean, uh, I mean, but it's it's not something we've ever really had to worry about. No. You just worry about it because you feel guilty about what you're doing. 
Well, that and it's just my nature that some paperwork didn't get handled, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but that drive when you when we top the mountain and then head down that windy road and yeah. suddenly you're in all that beautiful farmland in middle Tennessee, uh, you can pick up the Bonnaroo radio station. Uh, if you don't have satellite, you start here. It's just you're there. You roll, you roll the windows down and, and you can feel it in the air. And yeah. um, I, we've talked about this. It might have been one of the very first shows we ever did. What is that moment where you finally let go? Where's the where's that magical moment where you get to Bonnaroo where it, it you know that you're there and you feel it and it's in your like it's it makes your skin sort of like perk up. Um, yeah. And you get the chills, and I get it every time we hit the top of Mont Eagle. Every year, it never fails. You know, and it's it's more than just that, Brad, because it's what we talk about. And to me, it's again the difference between this type of festival and some others. Once for me, once we're parked in our campground, wherever it's going to be, mm-hmm. I there's nowhere else to go. You know, I'm there until we leave on Monday. I know you hate that. <laughs> it's my favorite very cornerism. <laughs> Whenever no, he talks just, about Bonnaroo, it always ends up with "You're there." You're there. You got nowhere. You have nowhere else to be. But for me, I mean, there's work to be done. There's tents to put up, whatever. But it's just it's beating the sunlight. Know. Really, is the is the biggest sort of stress is once you get parked is beating the sunlight to to put up camp in the way that you feel comfortable, uh, and then you just get attacked by a skunk. You know, <laughs> yes. so that's yeah. the fun part of it. So, um, so yeah, we, before, before we get into to you know uh, a fun Bonnaroo weekend this weekend, um, we start off the show with with Sil Johnson because I'm black, uh, because you know there's there's a lot of shit going on, and um, Bonnaroo's been eerily silent. Yep, they're not alone. Uh, if everyone has really. Uh, there's a story in today's um, was it NPR about uh, independent venues and the plight they're looking at. Um, I understand. I, I I know what you're. I know where you're going. I understand the dollars and cents of it. But this is like I've been saying a moment that the brands that matter, the voices that matter, need to not be silent. Um, you know, if there's one thing that I count on Bonnaroo to be. And it, what I count on them to be are their, are their values, are their brand values. And, boy, you know, it's not as if I really need them to speak up and say something, but I think that they're perfect for the moment. Especially being Bonnaroo Weekend, this would be a really good time. Just given some free PR. <laughs> not that they need it, but a little free PR this would be a really, really good time to hear from an entity that preaches positivity, inclusiveness at all. You know, this is the moment. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm surprised of all of the, the major festivals, at least, Bonnaroo has said nothing. Because they're the ones that I sort of anticipated leading. Who has said anything? Places. Who has said anything other than Coachella is now trying to distance themselves from their wealthy owner? Uh, that that whole story that came out. Tell me about that. Uh, I don't. I don't think I've heard that. You haven't seen that? Yeah. So there's uh, last the two old, days. The golden voice guy. I yeah. I guess uh, he's getting all kinds of flack for basically saying, "Who is it you think owns all these 
big festivals, it's wealthy billionaire Republicans. Uh, they're all Trump supporters. Uh, but don't don't mix the Coachella brand with uh, his politics. So they're they're trying to distance themselves from that, trying to argue people. Yeah, even though you're supporting him, you're still supporting uh, you know whatever the the Coachella brand lifestyle is. Point in bringing that up particularly is, and this is just me. This is me, but. Uh, just like you, I mean, this is what we have talked about now for three months because we're so invested in this festival and live music in particular, and because we know some of the people involved, they're just not talking, Brad. And it's partly, um, I think I can say this without giving anything away, but C3 basically, I mean, uh, Live Nation rather, is um, to don't talk. Everything's got to go through them. Uh, so we're not going to hear anything out of Knoxville. I understand. I, I see what you're saying. Don't talk about, you know, the business. Anything. It makes sense. Anything. Big, and my, my point is, I don't know if I, ha I don't have a point with any proof behind it. My gut feeling is, is because this whole thing is so fluid that things change and they're changing in major ways. Um, I mean, who saw the the riots, the marches coming, you know, um, who saw the thing with uh, Coachella that, we, that I just talked about coming. So, I mean, I think, I think they're, I think your point about uh, certain segments of the community right now just need to be quiet and listen. Uh, maybe that's giving them too much defense. I don't know. It does feel like there should be something. I don't disagree I, with that. I, I actually, I, don't know I what see it would, I see what you're saying, and I and I and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push you too hard on it because I do understand that you know I don't necessarily, and I've 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 been at odds with some of you know my my close friends and family about this. I don't necessarily need to know what Hershey's feels about this, you know. I don't really need to know what Miller Coors thinks about, um, about the movement. But this is a layup for Bonnaroo. This is in their wheelhouse. This is everything that they preach and what their brand values are. This is everything yeah. they espouse. This is everything we celebrate when we are at the farm when we get there. Um, about yeah, loving each other, and about protecting each other, about e equality across the board. They are so good at it. And to see a brand that is such an easy layup, something doesn't feel right about yeah. it. And something feels as though it almost like it's it's the powers being taken out of their hands <laughs> didn't i just say that <laughs> I, mean, I know but i think that's but, what i just said <laughs> i know i know but i'm not saying i know that but but it's got to be said like at some point you know yeah, even it, if they push out an email that just, with a peace sign you know i mean yeah i i get what you're saying it feels like we need to hear something we need to see something okay um, and I'll go, I'll go one step further. Not only is the silence strange, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape about their silence, uh, but I am stunned that there is nothing planned for this weekend, just for Bonnaroo in general. We are, you know, 24 hours away as we sit here right now from the first act hitting the stage. On you a mean Thursday. like an, just an online something present? Anything. Yeah. Anything. We talked about Jazz Fest in place. 
uh, when Jazz Fest got canceled, weekend of Jazz Fest. You know, Lollapalooza is going to do, since they've been canceled, they're going to be doing a live stream of uh, all the Lollapalooza. Hangout tried to do something similar. I am stunned. Now, by the way, back to to um, what we were just talking about, Bonnaroo did say something. They participated in the blackout movement on the Tuesday where some of the industry were blacking out their social media. But other than that, we haven't heard a peep from Bonnaroo since the 1st of May. Um, Now, that coupled with what I'm trying to get at, we are are on Bonnaroo week, and I haven't seen a retrospective. I haven't seen a live uh, point to a live show. I haven't seen the highlights of of the the great black performers that have graced uh, Great Stage Park. Um, I haven't seen a schedule of what they could put together for the weekend. Nothing. I am really surprised. I am sort of... Actually, I'm not surprised. I'm stunned. I'm stunned that this Bonnaroo Week is is coming by and the organization is operating as if it didn't exist. Where do you lay the blame? I I don't. I I can't. How am I supposed to lay blame? I, I I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. It yeah. makes no sense though. It makes no sense at all. Uh yeah, I I can't disagree. Um and the only thing I can fall back on and it's just a total me piecing together bits of string here and there is nobody knows what going forward looks like. Um I get that, but but how hard would it be? To do an online stream of well, past performances. A lot of the folks have been furloughed. I, I don't know who all's working. Um, I, I know of a couple people that are not there anymore. Um, uh, look, uh, I, I'm, I, not, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not. No, I, but, but I, it's a but, fair question. But it's not like they didn't know the date was coming. Yeah. It's not like they haven't looked at a calendar. And, and it's not uh, like they don't have back videos and music and all kinds of that. So no, they I, have I, their I get own, what you're they, saying. They have their own radio station that you can stream online. I mean, worst case scenario, you can do an online stream. I, I something about this is very, very strange. Now, the only reason I bring these two things up is because they are so similar to each other, right? Um, yeah, I can probably take. You know their silence in in the the ways of the world right now and what's happening around us. Maybe I can take that. Um, I know a lot of people who couldn't, but if I'm giving them benefit of the doubt, but couple that with also the silence for the for Bataru week, something's weird. Yeah, something's something's weird. Something is going on, and I don't quite know what it is. But I sure as I sure as hell want to like start waving the flag and the sign to say, uh, "Am I the only one that notices this?" Yeah. Our our friends uh, Rubus are planning an event this weekend. Taco, you probably look at um, Red and Brad. I know you do. You guys look at it a lot more than I do. Is there a lot of chatter on there, or just the occasional? Uh, Hey, this is this would be the weekend type of thing. You're gonna have to. You're, I'm gonna have to punt a taco on this one because I haven't looked in a long time. Uh, Daniel actually just made a comment on our video. He when he said, even though you know the people that own the trademark are quiet, the community is as loud as ever. I mean, you know, Rubus has been doing like a virtual Bonnaroo thing this week. Um, you know, there's something this weekend that they're planning. 
I don't know if we're supposed to talk about that or not, but yeah, good um, luck. Good luck finding <laughs> it if they don't want you to find it. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, we we follow a lot of Bonnaroo fans, and they are definitely not silent. Um, right. You know, the, today there's all kinds of pictures in the feed of, oh, this time last year I was setting up yeah. camp. This time last year I was hitting the road, and it's I have seen those. Yeah, see, you see a lot of that. So there's and, definitely and, people that want to talk about Bonnaroo, even if it's not happening. They still want to kind of relive it. I mean, Daniel and Sharla Rubus uh, are, are, to Brad's point, I mean, uh, year-round. Those the, those guys uh, radiating positivity all the time, uh, which is terrific. Uh, and I, I think really sort of illustrates what you're talking about, Brad. This is not a normal brand. That's your point. It's not Hershey's Chocolate. It's not a rental car place, you know. This is kind of what they... Uh, what they are about um so yeah i I get what you're saying and i I don't mean i'm not trying to take a contrarian view just to take a contrarian view um i don't know the answer it is it is weird um you would you would think something like i mean your festival down there our festival here we've had several conversation and it's in part because i i hound them about it but also in part because they're just decisions that had to be made and made public. Um, so I don't have a good answer. Well, I don't have um, any answer. I, I don't either. And, and I'm not looking for one. I'm really not. Uh, but I do think it is uh, something that needs to be uh, brought up. And, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, pat our, you know, pat our backs and, and say that we're something, you know, great and grand. But uh, if, if the Bonnaroo folk are listening, you know, I'm glad that they did what they did about the refund policy. That is a, they should, you know, be celebrated for that because, you know, they did the right thing. Um, doesn't matter if it was, you know, late or whatever. They, they came around and did the right thing. Uh, this one, you know, if, if, if we have a voice, we should use it. And it is to ask a question, why exactly um, are we not getting anything? Which, again, it sounds a little presumptuous that we're owed something, but you know, it, it's a testament to a brand that we love so much that we really wish would interact with us. It's sort of like calling Dad, and Dad not returning our calls for a while. Uh, is it me? Is Dad I, mad at me? Uh, I, just, I sure would. I sure would love to go play ball with him. I'd love to go play catch. The last update on the Bonnaroo.com website was April twenty-eighth. Ooh. That's when they updated about the w- refund. Well, okay. Uh, so let's. Uh, I've said. I've said what I needed to say in uh, emergency podcast mode. I said what I needed to say. That's fine. So let's move on to what we know, um, which is Coachella officially canceled. Lollapalooza is officially canceled. Um, here's here's what I know. Uh, the headliners for Lollapalooza were uh, Foo Fighters. Lizzo and Kendrick. Um, of course, yeah, I mean it's a it's a good lineup. It's a pop lineup. It's you know what you see when you go to Lollapalooza. Uh, they tried every look. Uh, I I tweeted this last night. There was no chance that it was happening. None. And I got nobody to tell me otherwise. But I they did try very hard to figure out and play the thought exercise as to what could happen, what they could make work, and. Nothing came of it. The mayor was on board. 
um, the uh, festival wanted it to happen. Uh, Live Nation wanted it to happen. All, all the people that needed it to, to, to happen, they wanted. They, they were going to make it work, but just never even got off the ground. So, um, you know, that's something that, that we said back in March, the 1st of March, and never really changed up until yesterday. Uh, and they made the right call. Um, but what does it mean for Bonnaroo? Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punt, but I'm going to tell you my very, 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 very informed opinion. Bonnaroo is not happening. And it sucks to say, but if I had to, to start talking out of both sides of my mouth as to why exactly they're probably not doing something this weekend, it's probably because they know they're not going to have a festival at all, and they don't want to, you know, poke the fire a little bit. It could be. It could be. It could also be, again, and they're different animals, but our Riverbend Festival here announced they were canceling last week. Um, they were looking for a fall date, had a fall date, actually had 95% of the acts. They had everybody but three acts agreed to the new date. Um, but they basically determined that if they needed 40,000 tickets to make money... They weren't going to get anywhere close to that. Um, I think that's what all of these other festivals are looking at, in addition to the things we've talked about. You know, uh, Moon River is two weeks before um, Bonnaroo in September. Here, uh, their ticket sales they didn't sell out as they have in the past, but that's a, even though it's a much smaller. Uh, Bonnaroo had sold out 80,000 tickets. Moon River is 11,000. Um, 60% of the people come from out of town. So now you're talking about airplanes, hotels, and all that other stuff. So it's it's a different animal than like what Riverbend is, where you get in your Just, car, you drive 20 minutes. As so, an aside, when, when, did, when did Moon River go on sale? Do you remember? January? January, February. February. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, Valentine's Day weekend. Is that I it? Remember now? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was February fourteenth. Okay. Um, so, point point being, I guess, is they're all asking, as we've talked about over and over and over, what does the model look like? Uh, Brad, when you said a couple of weeks ago on this podcast, asking about could I envision myself on a Saturday afternoon, shoulder to shoulder with. Pick a number, 40,000, 60,000, 80,000 people, um, you know, after having camped for four days and being tired and malnourished and worn down. And that was that image alone is um, strong enough mm -hmm. that I think people are questioning. But like I said, then you throw in the porta potties and the FEMA showers and the. Oh. So I, I told I had a conversation with one of our uh, uh, camp guys, Nick, Nicky T, and uh, I told him about a dream that I had the other night. And uh, he called me. He's like, "Man, I just need to get this off my chest. My That's body not how is." You say it. Say it the way he says it. Hey, man. <laughs> That's I, better. I just need to call and tell you, this, my body is reacting to Bonnaroo week. Uh, so he basically tried to explain to me how, even though he's not going to Bonnaroo, his body still feels like he is. 
and how, you know, all of the endorphins are moving for some odd reason, I guess, because, you know, after year after year of doing this, it's just trained to do it. But he said something. I was telling him about a dream that I had the night before. It's so odd that he called to talk about Bonnaroo because I had this dream where um, it was a really hot Saturday. Uh, We are walking from, you know, this to which and a line of shirtless men were walking towards us, right? And Taco, don't get too crazy. The dream's <laughs> not about shirtless men. So it's that kind of dream. Yeah. So I'm, we're walking towards, and they're shoulder to shoulder. And it's obvious that they're going to have to move out of the way. Well, we wedge ourselves in between and walk through this band of shirtless, sweaty men. And then we all look at each other covered in their own sweat, knowing that we just got the COVID. <laughs> um, like I, I woke up and saying to myself, that's not a dream that would have happened. And the moment that I felt that, that morning, I said, I, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if yeah. I could even go, if it was happening this weekend, there's no possible way I feel comfortable enough to share somebody else's sweat. I can tell you that I did, I did a story for the paper this past Sunday following Riverbend's announcement that they were canceling because they're going to shift their energies to a summer festival, a six night riverfront nights, Brad, you're familiar with it. It's Saturday night down on the river, 1500 people, anywhere from, you know, a thousand to 2,500, depending on the act, the, they're going to invite uh, nonprofits, food trucks, all these other people to hope, hopefully to make it in their mind, a community event, bring everybody back out. The reason I'm mentioning that is I know from talking to people that, I mean, uh, Birmingham is looking, Atlanta's looking, Nashville, Knoxville, all the venue types, the festival types. It's really the first one out of the, out of the gate. And, uh, they all want to see, um, obviously if how it works, do people show up? Can they make any money on it? Um, will people get sick? Will the mayor even let it happen? There's no guarantee that it's July 11th. And uh, the mayor has made it very clear here that uh, he could... Uh, the first one's going to be July 11th? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. While, while Chattanooga becomes one of the hotbeds of the COVID... And Tennessee's numbers just keep going up and up and up. They're planning on doing an outdoor event for two thousand, almost two thousand people in a month. They're going to do six a week, one a, one a Saturday each for six weeks. So, mm-hmm. yes, and your face, I, I honestly, your face, I think somewhat is explains. Is, yeah, it's. I'm glad your pun. I'm so glad to see it. Um, <laughs> I think is one is part of that discussion. My face is part of the discussion. No, it doesn't explain why, you know, Bonnaroo has not said anything this weekend, but I think it is, it is why it's so complicated. Uh, I think nobody wants to move forward and then have to back up. Nobody wants to, that's right. right. You know what I mean? Um, And so, to be honest, the friends of the festival folks, the Riverbend folks, they just have reached a point where they feel like they have to do something. This is well, what they have. Now, is it right? Will it work? It's a it's a bold step. Well, here's, here's something interesting to uh, piggyback on what you're saying, and maybe this is a little bit more news that, you know, I'm 
you know, I didn't know that I was going to share, but there is a, a major southeastern city uh, that is um, being as preparing for fourth quarter events um, in the outdoors for something up to ten to fifteen thousand people, um, and the city is preparing for two to three of them in the fourth quarter. Now, um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it's a Live Nation initiative. And, you know, uh, whether or not they're doing it in other cities, I don't know. But I do know of this specific city. And I do know it's going to be outdoors. And I know that it's not going to be in a theater. And I know it's going to be somewhere between 10,000 and 15,000 people. And they do have, you know, some major artists ready to, ready to go. Country. Um, no. Hmm. No. Yeah, because now, I, now whether or not that works, I, I just don't know. I don't know if it if if I'll say I'll say it this way: I, New Orleans, at least, is is going in the right direction. We opened uh, phase two as of yesterday, but we'll we're doing it while the numbers are are going down and down and down. I think that our last number was only like a hundred people um, new cases as of yesterday or the day before. So the numbers are going in the right direction. Um, and the, the city in question, the numbers are going in the right direction. Uh, but, uh, I don't, nobody feels confident in it, but it is something they're at least looking at. And I'm telling you, I, I worry that the, the, they're going to force feed something for the sake of making some sort of money by the end of the year. Now, um, somebody can argue if that's responsible or not, and it may be come September, October, November, but um, it does feel a little forced. It does feel a little forced. Oh, it feels a lot forced. Uh, it feels there's several factors that it feels like to me. One is just because people want it to be over, they think it's over. You know, uh, data, you know, be damned, whatever. It's I've suffered enough. I want it to be over. Therefore, it's over. It, there's definitely some element of that. Hey, I got my hair cut. I mean, I can't, I can't <laughs> I say that I'm immune to it. Me too. I went to lunch. Um, there is, um, there's a, another element that we just have to do something. It, it, we, a lot of yeah, businesses and, think, and organizations are just watching their lives yeah. go away and, and, and look, sitting doing nothing is, is unacceptable. Right. And, and believe me, um, as a, as a guy that sort of owns a business, uh, seeing the quarantine thing start to um, rebound and getting you know some good days and a week under our belt, and then all of a sudden you know mass hysteria and the country on fire, you know it's one hit after another after another. Um, and priorities right now are not necessarily opening a business and making sure that you know money's rolling in. That's just not the priority. The priority right now is is equality and justice. Um, so. You know, that's just another part of the, you know, let's uh, kick in the can down the road to see exactly when is the appropriate time. But again, um, you know, you get to you get to September and we are not going to be at a zero number. This is not going to ever go away. It's not going to be just magically not around. We're going to have to figure out a way to live with it and operate with it. And, um, you know, whether or not there is a a a shot you're going to take or not. You're going to have to figure out a way 
to to live amongst it. It's it's just going to be our intermediate future. Again, I'm basing this on hair, strings, threads, whatever that I that I know. Nothing specific, but I've had several restaurants, businesses, events, even somewhat what Riverbend is doing. Their approach at this point now is whatever we had before is over. That the whatever we do forward is a brand new thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, again, I don't know if a Bonnaroo can do that or wants to do that because of 20 years of building this unbelievable brand. My, but I know that a lot of them are, are in their boardrooms are saying, okay, great what we did before, but everything has changed or exactly what, you know, let's talk about exactly what has changed and how do we take that and move forward. So, um, again, things like, do you, can you see a hundred thousand people in a field in Manchester anytime soon, even next year? Let me, let me say something to you that astonished me yesterday. The new Orleans saints are trying to be at full capacity come September. LSU football wants 100% capacity. And if the Saints can't get 100 capacity, 100% capacity, they want 75%. Dude, yeah. that doesn't make any logical sense. NASCAR's the same. NASCAR's they're going to have what 5,000 people in Talladega, I think coming up. Um, right. But look, I understand the argument against it and or for it. And I understand why, you know, people want it to happen. And I know that we're going to have to live amongst it at some point. But to your point, um, we, we've got to figure out a new way to probably do all of this. And do I foresee LSU football getting 100,000 people in a stadium? You're damn right I do. Yeah, I there are certain things I can see believe happening. It. There are but certain... I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know if anybody will let that happen. Yeah, I'm conflicted. I mean, I, I, I know what you're saying, and I could see there there are 100,000 people that think this is all a hoax and they would show up and they love LSU football so much that that they're going to sh- they're going to go. Um, but, yeah, I, I just how you make how an organizer responsibly does that makes it happen, lets it happen uh, is one thing. And are there truly that many people that would uh, that just don't think they're going to get sick? Man, I mean, I'll, I'll let's ask yourself if you're make it Bonnaroo. If you're Bonnaroo and it's in it's in September, what? Uh, how many amongst you in the decision making room says screw it, just do it? Screw yeah. Well, it. what's the number? What is my comfortable number? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean would, are, I, would I go if it's we, ten or twenty or thirty thousand? But but come but come August, do you not foresee plenty of people in in decision making rooms saying? I don't care anymore. It doesn't matter. We'll, 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 you either get it. You, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. No, it's happening now. I mean, it, it's happening now with the, uh, I mean, we're seeing it on small scales with some of the restaurants that are opening. And, and I, I, I'm not, I don't own a restaurant, but I get how tough that would be to have been told for three months you, you can't open. And then to be told you can have 20 people there and, 60 show up it'd well, be tough to run 40 off you know right and oh uh, by the way your ppp loans about done you don't have any more of the ppp loan money so yeah, no. um 
good yeah, good luck good luck trying to, to and then all by the way um, your business that's just now starting to get back on on its feet uh, can't really operate the way that you want it to because the world is on fire. Yeah, there's other you know, things happening. There's a bigger, bigger, there's bigger stuff going on than than you know whether or not I can get a cheeseburger. Um, so that's why I I still to defend a little bit. We don't know what discussions actually are going on in in the boardrooms and. I mean, these guys uh, running Bonnaroo and events like it got to be, you know, what's next? And and just being so careful. Um, I mean, it would have been easy to want to come out two months ago and say, we're doing it because Riverbend tried to do that and then found out there were certain realities that they couldn't overcome. Um, I don't know, man. And I, I'll come back to where I started. Uh, these two specific instances, um, uh, equality, justice, and then the second one being, this is your week. This is your week on the calendar. These are layups for this brand. And why they aren't even on the court is bizarre to me. Absolutely bizarre. I can't disagree. All right. Uh, anything else to, uh, to get to before we go? No, we've got uh, we've got this. We going to what? Put this out there, just live. Let it go, and then we've got uh, our. Oh no! Yeah, we're gonna this. I'm gonna we're gonna put this online um, as soon as humanly possible. I mean, it's it's ready to go. Yeah, we'll put this one up, and then this weekend uh, we're gonna release uh, Emmy Sunshine, right? Yeah, tell me about Emmy Sunshine. Yeah, we've got our interview with uh, Emmy Sunshine, who I just find this fascinating. Emmy is a I know she, she's either just turned 16 or about to turn 16, but she's been mm-hmm. performing for a long time. She was asked by none other than Bootsy Collins to co-write a uh, look. Emmy Sunshine, moment. Bradley Black Cloud. I get that call all the time. You know, <laughs> yeah. Bootsy's calling me all the time. Yeah, but uh, she was real cool and sat with us. Uh, I know you came on a little late, but. Uh, she did an interview with us last week to talk about the song, and uh, Bela Fleck is on it. Victor Wooten is on it. Cornell West, who is all over the media right now, um, and, was and on has, it. And, and is the lone man that still rocks the ascot. I really <laughs> appreciate the way that he still has the ascot going. I, I wish that I could pull that off. Yeah. But so the timing is great. That's the reason uh, she's not on the Bonnaroo lineup. We just wanted to talk to her. I did. And I did, to be honest, at Bootsy. All I needed to hear was Bootsy. Um, and, uh, but the, the song is relevant. It's, uh, it's an of-the-moment sort of song that they did, and it, uh, it releases Friday. Um, and so we, we should put it out there as another okay. podcast as part of uh, what the Rubus folks have going, yeah. right, Taco? Yeah, gonna... yeah we'll, we'll get it out. That'll and uh, maybe we'll, uh, on that episode, we'll talk uh, a little uh, camp stuff. You know, reminisce about uh, camp a little bit because I, I have a have feeling. Nick. I have a feeling it's uh, you know, it's it's Wednesday now, but I feel like you give us twenty four, forty eight hours, we're gonna all feel a little sad. Yeah, yeah. And especially when, and here's the thing, I I'm, I didn't want to say, but who did you see that weather forecast? Oh my God! I yeah, it's gonna be nice. <laughs> oh but man! If you were here right now, you. Be glad you're wherever you are. In yeah. Your Last I saw, it was 80 degrees is the high this weekend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Let me make you make it clear to those who don't know Tennessee in the summer. Um, June is not the summer anymore. The summer is now September. So if you are thinking that September is going to be some sort of like relief for the heat, forget it. It is going to be hotter in September than it would be in June. One hundred percent. Well, and if you're also not familiar with Tennessee, go take a big, heavy wool sweater, get it wet, go stand in the shower for a while. That's pretty much what it feels like right now. All right. Um, there you go. Anything else before we go? Taco? Nope. I All think right. that's it. Radiate well, thanks. positivity. All right. Thanks yeah. for uh, indulging me in this uh, emergency episode. There's uh, you know, a lot going on in the world, and you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a hard place to navigate right now. Seriously, if people would just listen and be empathetic, that would go a long way. Yeah. Try to see right. it from somebody else's point of view. And by the way, I wish that next time we do this, you guys give me the memo on the tie-dye shirt policy. I wouldn't change um, it right before. Heck, man, it's Bonnaroo week. Yeah, okay. All right. Talk to you next time. Love you, bye. Hey, 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 Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year, that matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder.